the midst of a dream, we emerge into the chaos of the world. Welcome back to the ravine explorations in atonal fish. This is episode three. I am Brian Brinkman, your humble host, your co-pilot, your comrade in this journey through the hazy and mysterious terrain of fish at their most experimental, in their deepest of communicative insights, and in their most cosmic of journeys. Our first segment tonight highlighted a few of the most patient, contemplative, and calming segments of music we've ever heard from fish. In the midst of so much chaos and uncertainty, couldn't we all use a moment of simplicity, clarity, and melody? Minimalism and melodic intentionality are the roots of tonight's episode. We began at some point between 1999 and the dawn of the new millennium with the only ever performance of quadraphonic toppling. Emerging out of sand from a lengthy exercise in groove, the sickadist faux debut matched the mood of the band and audience in a way perhaps no other song from their midnight to sunrise marathon set ever could. From there, we jump back to the much-revered fall of 1997, the jam-off free from November 30th, 1997 in Worcester, Massachusetts, that matched the patience and beauty of our previous selection. In a tour memorialized for its forays in funk, I've always found the band at their most connected and brilliant when they're channeling Eno and previewing the following year's ambient jams. Finally, we moved into the 3.0 era for a gorgeous take on light from the 7th of August 2010 at the Greek Theater in Berkeley, California. A jam that helped to transform Fish in early 3.0. I was struck at how connected and calm the band looked during the recent dinner in a movie from this very show. From here, we're going to shift gears and traverse into the cacophonous landscape of true atonal fish with three segments of frenetic jamming that ultimately serve as transitions between musical endpoints for fish. The peace and calm will be back before we're finished here tonight. But for now, let's explore the moments of pushing and prodding against themselves that tend to bridge peak eras for fish. Thanks for tuning in. This is The Ravine.
Note to self, try to extend positive feelings associated with scratch-off win into all areas of life. Be bigger presence at work, race up ladder joyfully with smile on face, get raise, get in best shape of life, start dressing nicer, learn guitar, make point of noticing beauty in the world. Why not educate self? Are birds, flowers, trees, constellations? Become a true citizen of the natural world. Walk around the neighborhood with kids patiently, teaching kids names of birds, flowers, etc., etc. Why not take the kids to Europe? Kids have never been, have never in Alps had hot chocolate in Mountain Cafe, served by kindly white-haired innkeeper, finds them so sophisticated, friendly relative to usual snotty, rich American kids who always ignore his pretty but crippled daughter with braids. He shows them that secret hiking path to incredible glade. Kids frolic in glade, sit with crippled pretty girl on grass. Later say it was the most beautiful day of their lives. Keep in touch with crippled girl via email. We arranged surgery for her. Surgeon's so touched he agrees to do surgery for free. She is on the front page of our paper. We are on the front page of their paper in the Alps. <laughs> Just happy. Hence these fantastical speculations. George Saunders. The Semplica Diaries from 10th of December. The ongoing search for linear musical communication was a journey met with a number of diversions, and yet it continues as an ongoing search for fish, even here in their 37th year. While it's now simply a part of their larger, ever-expanding story, it was, for a time, the most important goal they'd ever had. A journey that required stylistic shifts, aggressively experimental segments of music in front of a paying audience, and public failures that would have chased a more reasonable band away from the quest. It would all ultimately help shape Fish into the best damn band on the planet and define the determination they would have no matter the era or their abilities. It's that constant push against the fray and against the norms and against their own sense of comfort and ease that would define why Fish as an art project was always worth exploring and contemplating as a listener. No matter the destination, the journey is always worth it. In segment two, we explored three jams which showcase the band at their most acutely experimental, seemingly indifferent to an audience. Each jam hears the band as lucid you'd find them as soundcheck. Another ongoing theme for Fish, they are often at their best when they perceive no one is watching. From August 11th, 1993, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, we heard Mike's song, a version that owners of Live Fish 7 should be keenly familiar with. It showcases the band at their most frenetic, while on the cusp of greatness in the most important of months in fish history, August 1993. Next, we hear the demented jam off Wilson from August 14, 1996 in Hershey, Pennsylvania. The show opener from a classic night before the night show. We hear the noise and confusion and raw experimentation required ahead of their remaining light set some two months later. Finally, we dove back into 3.0 for a delirious and unhinged take on Down the Disease from Dick's 2017 Sunday September 3rd to be exact. The last major jam of summer 2017, we can hear the band begin to push beyond the blissful peaking jams of the Baker's Dozen, offering something more textural and unrestrained, which would push them into even more fascinating terrain come 2018. Our last segment of the night will return to the contemplation and simplicity of the opening set of the show. A reminder that the creative process is seemingly at its best for fish when clarity shifts to discomfort before rediscovering minimalistic intentionality all over again. We hear from Twist 
on July 30th, 2003 in Camden, New Jersey. A monumental show in a near-perfect week of fish. This twist moves from the underworld into a muddy yet blissful early morning jam, which hints at the calm and effortless plane during the wee hours of Big Cypress. Finally, from July 15, 1999, again in New Jersey, here in Homedale, it's Meat Stick, because why not? A gorgeous 20-minute jam off the prank tune we hear groove meet shtick meet ambiance in a must-hear segment of music. I want to thank you once again for keeping your dial set on the ravine. This was episode three. My name is Brian Brinkman, and I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Till next time.
Thank you.